The Holy Gospel this morning is according to the 14th chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, <clears throat> Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and he began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. A familiar story, one that we cherish and love. So let's just walk through it today, or maybe more fitting today, swim through it. But it's really about our relationship to Christ. Our relationship with Jesus, I mean, you could talk about us being here today, being religious or something, but really, that's not it. What we're doing is we are looking to be connected to Christ and further develop our relationship with the living Jesus Christ. Jesus is real. And so, the typical way we look at this is we say, well, Peter, you know, heard Jesus and then he got out of the boat and he looked at the wind and the waves. That's exactly what Matthew tells us and Matthew's the only one that tells us a story and because of that, he started sinking. Jesus kind of rebukes him, says, if you wouldn't have doubted, you would have kept walking. That's typically the way we look at this story and maybe that's got some merit. That's, that's good because after all, when we... Um, look at all the things in our lives, all the worries, all the concerns, they can overwhelm us, and we want to focus on Christ, and so that's what you're doing today, after all. That's why we have a Sabbath, a Sunday, which, yes, it's about rest, but it's more about hearing the Word of God. The enemy knows the best way to get at you is to keep you from hearing and looking at Jesus, but this is where maybe I want to take us deeper 
Get that? You guys are missing those little... Um, so, um, that it's really not so much about looking at Jesus, but as listening to Him. Now, maybe looking is good because when you listen to someone, typically you're looking at them. But that seems to be what this is about. Better to say, keep not just your eyes, but keep your ears listening to Jesus. So the disciples are in the boat. They're actually, in the Greek, it says tortured, tortured by the wind and the waves. And they see Jesus, and he's a phantasma, a ghost. They're scared. They're petrified of what they're seeing. And you know what? Actually, when you think about it, um, Jesus, fully God and fully man, would be terrifying. Especially when you don't have his voice yet. He hasn't spoken yet. And so it's that point that we get maybe the most important moment in the whole story. Then Jesus says a word. Take heart. It is I. Do not fear. Now, the cool thing about this is the it is I, which is a good translation, is actually the famous ego me in Greek, which is what God said to Moses in Hebrew, of course, but not Greek. But nonetheless, so when you translate it into Greek, I am. And in the Gospel of John, all those I am statements, I am the bread of life, I am the good shepherd, I am the light of the world, on and on. In essence, what Jesus says is, take heart, I am. And then the best, do not fear. Now, the take heart part is cool. I think a way, you know, in our great Thanksgiving, we say, lift up your hearts. You know, I want to just like, hey, listen up, everybody. Something really awesome is going to happen. Lift up your hearts. Wake up. Listen up. Amazing stuff is happening. Lift up your heart. That, so Jesus says, take heart. Listen up. I am. And then, do not fear. Wow. He could have said, you dummies. I just fed 5,000 people and you guys are freaked out. No, he says, don't fear, because he knows that's where we go. So, take heart, I am, do not fear. Say that with me. Take heart, I am, do not fear. Anytime I say those words in this sermon, you join me. So when you're facing cancer and you're tormented by that, Take heart, I am, do not fear. When you're worried about your money and having enough to sustain yourself, take heart, I am, do not fear. When things haven't gone right, perhaps in your life, maybe you lost a job, maybe things aren't going well, your life just isn't where you want it to be, take heart, I am, do not fear. When you are worried about death 
and maybe losing someone you love dearly, someone you're so close to, you can't imagine life without them. Take heart, I am, do not fear. When you are feeling belittled by others or maybe even yourself because you haven't measured up to your standards, take heart, I am, do not fear. When you're rejected by others or just not welcomed, when other people circle up in a circle and you're left outside, and by the way, you always want to remember at church, anytime you're in a circle, that you're whoop, looking for the one to bring in. But when you do feel that way, take heart, I am, do not fear. When you're plagued by postmodern doubt, whether you got it in college, which is basically, it seems like, the purpose of college anymore. Just strip away anything of assurance and dependence that you can depend on. You know, when you are plagued by doubt and you're just wondering if there's anything to all of this, um, especially to a God who created us and redeemed us in Christ Jesus, take heart, I am. Do not fear. When you are as a church, and we are as a church, and we look around and we see so much struggle and so hard to keep the church going and so many threats in and outside of the church and things just, just don't seem to be going the way we think, we got to remember God is in charge and God will always get us through and he's always going to make sure there's a church proclaiming the gospel. Take heart, I am. Do not fear. And ultimately, when you feel put down and oppressed by the law, by your expectations or others, whether it be the commandments or whatever they might be that says you don't count, you don't matter, you're second class, you haven't measured up, hear Jesus' words that you do not have to fear. In other words, that's a, a word of forgiveness, so take heart. I am. Do not fear. Oh, what a gift those words are. But they're not enough for Peter. Nope. Or that alarm. No, that's okay. Um, they're not enough for Peter. Um, he says, um, give me more. And then, can you believe he quoted the devil? Peter did. You know what the devil said to Jesus? If you're the Son of God, what does Peter say? Well, if it's you, <laughs> come t have me come out in the water. You see, Peter here doesn't... Uh, isn't okay with just Jesus' words. He wants more. He wants proof. And so Jesus, and it matters maybe how we say it, maybe Jesus said, come, Peter, while the wind's buffeting. Or maybe he said, i got to turn my mic off for this. Well, come! Or maybe he said it this way. This is the way I think he said it. Okay, come. You want some proof? I'll give you some proof. And out Peter goes, and inevitably Peter starts to sink. The second best part of the story is Peter's sinking. <laughs> because I think we can relate to that. Because when we want to follow Jesus and, and be, do what exactly what he does, we quickly find out that we sink. We sink fast. 
But there comes some more good news. But I just want to make this point while I'm thinking about it, that Jesus' rebuke of Peter isn't just that he doubted when he got out on the water, but maybe his rebuke, and you decide, is that he wanted to get out of the water in the first place. You decide. He didn't, he, it wasn't enough for him just to hear Jesus' promise and word. He wanted proof. Now, I know all of us would like a little more proof too, but you know what? Bless, more blessed are those who believe who did not get to see, as we're told in the Gospel of John, than those who actually were there. That's what Jesus wants. But anyway, so Jesus has him come out, lets him sink, and then takes hold. And it's here that Romans 10 comes bursting into my mind. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. And all who call upon the name will be saved. So what does Peter say? Save me! <laughs> he calls upon the name of the Lord. Now Peter's talking. Now Peter's where we need him to be. And now when we cry out in the midst of all of those fears and all those struggles, Lord, save me, that's right where we need to be. Because when we say that, Jesus takes hold. He grabs on. I think about another similar cry in the, one of the Gospels where the person who wanted their child to be healed. And Jesus says, do you believe I can heal them? And that person says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, save me. And this is the great gospel that we get to cling to so beautifully that we of little faith, mustard seed faith, that's you, that's me, can cry out, Lord, save me. And Jesus doesn't say, well, you know, if you'd believe a little better, if you would, there's no if, see, in Jesus. There's if in Peter, but there's no if in Jesus. Jesus takes hold. He's taken hold of you right now today in this word, in this service, in our song, in our singing, in our togetherness as the body of Christ. He's taken hold of you. Right now it's happening. When you were baptized, he took hold of you and promised you he'll hold on to you forever. And when you come to this meal, you can imagine yourself just floundering in the water and him grabbing on tight. He's not going to let you go. So, take heart. I am. Do not fear. Amen.
land and sea. With the promise that Paul gave us in Romans 10 today, those who believe with their heart and confess with their lips will be saved. We proclaim the faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born 